Hey, legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. It's back, the ultimate motorsport prize, a trip to the Indy 500. Get this, return flights for two, four nights in Indianapolis, plus transfers, reserve seating, race tickets and driver parade. Police escort a two-seater ride in a purpose-built Indy car around the track itself. There's meet and greets. It is the complete VIP treatment and unlike anything before it. The prize is not being auctioned, it's being raffled. Tickets are just $20 and all proceeds go to the Peter Duncan Neurosciences Research Unit at St Vincent's Hospital. Go to the ultimate motorsportprize.com.au to get your tickets now. Thanks, Pertech, you bloody legends. Welcome back to another edition of Andy Raymond Unfiltered, the only podcast that talks with the legends every single episode and not about them. This is Best Of, a chat with one of the game's greats from their Legends series interview already in the Library of Legends, where none of our interviews or episodes ever date. This one is with a guy that played at four clubs and 239 games. He also played for New South Wales and Australia, add to his tally 120-plus games in the UK that included a premiership, he was the Steelers' first ever captain and went by the handle Joe Cool. This one is with John Dorohy. If you enjoy this quick chat with the great man, you'll just love the full interview. It's unfiltered. It's awesome. It's episodes 415 and 416 in the library. Here's Joe Cool. Enjoy. Okay, the little halfback from the bush that we mentioned earlier, the great Tommy Radonikus. What was the great man like all the way back then? Tommy, to me, was the most competitive player I've played mm. with or against. Uh, Tommy um, wouldn't take a back, backward step. He'd take the ball up instead of a front rower. Yeah. Uh, we know that. He'd tackle his heart out and pick up big blokes, little blokes and... Belt blokes and, of course, the, the famous one of uh, Tommy Wack and Steve Mortimer around the side of a scrum yeah. and all those sorts of things and um, getting involved with Houston, uh, not Houston, um, the guy from Queensland uh, that time. Greg Oliphant. Greg Oliphant, yeah. yeah. It was a great player, yeah. Greg. Um, so, yeah, Tommy, to me, uh, he was a great captain to have because yep. uh, he he was always follow me. It was never one of get in, do that. Mm. Um, yeah, one of life's great blokes and went too early. A lifetime of memories and mateships with Tom. You actually delivered a eulogy at his memorial. What's your go-to story or your fondest memory of one of the game's great characters? <laughs> Probably a few. Um, but I'll go to th – this is a double one. <coughs> in 76 there was a – a combined Sydney tour to um, New Zealand uh, during the final series of those teams that weren't in the finals. Oh, yeah. And um, Tommy, Dallas and I happened to get chosen. And we're in Auckland and it's a well-known story that he was staying at the Auckland Hotel, I'm pretty sure it was called, and and, it, and in the foyer was this, um, or just off the foyer to the bar was this um, large Fish pond, nearly as big as this table, <laughs> table a bit bigger than the table. Anyway, Tommy and Dallas are trying to catch the goldfish. <laughs> Can't do it, hopeless, you know. And in walks Teddy Goodwin, good dash. 
And so, what are you doing, like boys? And they go, oh, we want to catch a goldfish. We want to have goldfish for dinner. And he's going, oh, you've like hopeless. And he's just stuck his hand in, grabbed a goldfish, and it's wobbling out the top of his hand. And and Tommy says, hey, give it to me. So Tommy ripped it off and bit the head off. <laughs> and Dallas said, give me the other half. And he threw it straight down his throat. So that was probably the wackiest thing I've ever seen yeah. from footballers. And, of course, it, it, that and a couple of things, Dallas being on the drink, cost Dallas uh, a bit in representative games, which yeah. unfortunately occurred. I was just going to say I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't ask for a Dallas Donnelly story, but you've answered Dallas and Tommy in one. Oh, look, sorry, the other one on Dallas, though, is that we were training in in a World Cup squad group at Centennial Park up yep. the top near Oxford Street. Yep. And anyway, we'd finished a big run, done some heavy work under George Daldry, the infamous yeah. trainer from City Tats. And Dallas goes walking off down the hill. And Tommy sings out, and he was probably oh, 40, 50 metres away, and Tommy said, where are you going, Dallas? And Dallas turns around and he says, oh, I'm going to the tap. And absolutely no tap down there at all. And next thing you know, poor old Dallas falls over and he's taking a fit, an epileptic fit. And so naturally enough, all us players run down around yeah. him and you know, trying to get him on his side and all those sorts of things and make sure he was okay. So... Um, that was one of Dallas's um, sad moments and points of yeah. um, his life here in Sydney. But but when he went to England to play uh, with Kenyon Victor, I think it was at the time, he um, he never had a fit while he was over there for whatever reason. And, of course, when he came back here to, to coach up there around Byron, yeah. uh, he ended up having a fit in the surf and people thinking he was only fooling around. He, he was drowning at the time. Any episode, any time, our interviews never date, never, any of them. Over 500 to choose from. Download the lot and rip in, legends. The 78 season, it was an afternoon at the old Lincoln Oval where the dirty stuff and the fists basically followed the football round for 80 minutes. Steve Knight almost took off Wayne Smith's head with one of the greatest high tackles ever, and the brawls. Now, you've got a reputation as a clean skin, mm. but, J.D., you started the brawl and was in the face of Terry Randall. Why would you upset a bloke like Terry Randall? Because it was easy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was easy. <laughs> i got payback on that. I can tell you a bit later. <laughs> um, oh, mate, I don't know why. I, was, I must have got too much of Roy's chat before mm. the game. Um, but, no, I remember that game and, um, and I remember Buddy Terry having a lash at me and me pulling away from him and then my teammates coming in in front of me and yep. getting stuck into him and all that sort of jazz. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, scary moment. Big boys, big tough boys. It was an era of tough football, very different from what we see at the moment. And, and yes, the game has improved and it's more marketable, but – a remarkable era of physicality. It was. It was um, when you look back over the years, even before that, and you look at the tests between Australia and England, oh, particularly. Yeah, I, they were gladiatorial. That, yep. it was like going to the Coliseum. You know, yeah. it was. You're either in it for the win, or you're you may as well be out of it and go and sit on the bench. Um, 
And yes. the, the same applied in, in 78, you know, and it wasn't just Manly. We, no, it wasn't. West took it to Parramatta, West took it to Cronulla, and, you know, they're, they're a, a very strong adversary mm. um, running into the end of 78 when I think it was the, either the second last or the last game we played Cronulla to get the minor premiership. Yeah. Um, and then ultimately we went straight out. But um, the, it was it was an era when you can in some ways get away with it mm. uh, unless it was absolutely filthy, dirty, yeah. rotten that, you know, no one likes. Uh, but punching was uh, not condoned but it was tolerated mm. uh, in that way and, um, and you know, some blokes are sent off and such as he said, poor old Steve Knight, Wayne, I remember that one, Wayne stepped off his right, big right foot and yeah. everybody, poor old Steve, swung out his right arm and collected him and... Um, yeah. And the referee had no hesitation to say, mm. see you later, Steve, you know. Mate, by this stage you'd played interstate footy before the origin concept uh, was born in 1980. You'd played some test match footy as well. Part of a rare club, I think you represented Australia before you did your state. What stands out from 77, 78, 79? Ernie Hamilton didn't like me. Ernie Hamilton, the chairman of selectors. There we go. <laughs> uh, but for some reason... Um, I, I didn't go on the, the tour in 78, yeah. uh, but I take my hat off to and the, the player who went went in the place that I, I think I probably could have yep. gone in was Alan McMahon, so he was a quality yep. player. But it, and that was part of the reason why probably I looked to Roy to change positions. Yes. Um, was that you know, Alan could play fullback wing um, potentially centre. Yeah. Um, and okay. so – and he was a big – Kicker of the ball as well, yeah. and so I guess, and he was a big man, as tall and yep. strong, and and uh, I, I guess that's probably why mm. they took him away. But um, you know, I I was blessed to be able to play for Australia in '78. At you mm. know, poor old Wombat being injured, and, and but um, whether he was right to play in the third test or not in Sydney, I got to play and I got to score at the SCG playing yeah. for Australia. So. Um, you know, I was happy about that. And then to be able to play uh, two state games mm. in uh, 78 and then a, a play for New South Wales against Great Britain as well. Yes. Uh, were, you know, some of the highlights of my career. The legends at Pertec are a fabulous sponsor of Andy Raymond Unfiltered and super proud of their Protect range of products. Biodegradable and environmentally friendly, the Lanolin range is Australian made too. The Protect range of products is available from the 107 Pertex stores Australia-wide. Check out all the details on their extensive range of Protect products at pertec.com.au. Thanks Pertec for your continued support of Unfiltered. Illawarra ended the big time, 1982. You were an obvious priority, being a local boy. The honour of captaining the Steelers in the inaugural year. Very cool. Oh, yeah, big. Yeah, it's probably yeah. one of, certainly a highlight of my career. Um, sorry. Means a lot. It does. I um, yeah, you know, I love the chance to go back to Illawarra. Um, I had that. It was interesting. You know, I could have um, gone to East. Bozo wanted me to go there, 
Uh, I had the opportunity to go to, to Brisbane as well to play with um, potentially Wayne Bennett at South Brisbane, wow. um, but ultimately with Arthur Beetson at um, Dolphins. Yep. Um, and I – crazy, Brisbane would have been a great choice either way, South Brisbane or, or Dolphins. Or Redcliffe, but, yeah. But um, I ended up I, – I chose Illawarra not, not because of – Captaincy, but the fact that it was what Illawarra needed yes. as a as a breeding ground for rugby league yep. players. Um, when you think of the Harry Wellses and the Keith Barnes and the Graham Langlands and the Bozo Fultons and the, the all, all the other guys, your Royce Ailiffs and yeah. uh, Craig Youngs and all sorts of players that <coughs> come from down there uh, to play in Sydney, that there was a lot more kids coming through that um, would benefit from it. Um, and so I met with both Alan Fitzgibbon and Bob Millward, uh, who was the secretary, if you like, of the club, yep. push, pushing it really hard at that time on a couple of occasions. And I met at my parents' place at Jeringong. And, um, and ultimately, they, on the second or the third occasion, they said, look, John, you know, we, we'd like to get this finished. Yep. Um, we'd like to offer you the captain's role, not just because we want to sign you, but because we believe you'll be the best person for the job out of all the players we're talking to, etc. So uh, it was huge and especially coming from, <coughs> pardon me, a guy like Alan Fitzgibbon. Yep. Um, he's an amazing man. He's he's 100% you know, and everyone knows Craig Fitzgibbon. Well, you know, he's a chip off the old block. Amazingly so. And, um, yeah, so I was blessed to have that chance and I went down there for a two-year agreement and, you know, then things happened from there. I love how you say Illawarra needed it and it did. The region needed it. The benefits have been huge in the, you know, 40-odd years since. It looks very different at the moment with St George and Illawarra, but football is once again... um, a priority in the Illawarra, and there's something for these young kids to aspire to. Yeah, yeah, but unfortunately, you, you know, the, I'm not so sure whether all of the best players from the Illawarra region get pulled into the Illawarra brand or the St George Illawarra brand these yep. days. Yeah, there's plenty of kids that go through, but yeah, you know, for me, from what I see, I, I, I don't see that the the 80 90% factor happening. It doesn't happen anymore, does it? No, you know what? I don't think it happens at any club because the the radars of clubs are so wide now that if a 16-year-old from Balimba or uh, from Griffith, Grafton or Greystones excels, it seems everyone knows about them straight away. Yeah, they do and they, they know it before they're really ready to, to yeah. go, you know. Um, but at the same time... Uh, you know, I, I think those in place down there are trying their best, but yep. as, as you rightly say, you know, the, the scouting system is much more different today than what it used to be and, and where players today are looking for the best opportunity to get the best money and promote themselves as a footballer. Um, yeah, not everyone's keen to want to stay in their local area. So, yeah. And that, that's therein lies another conundrum where... I think with young kids today, because they're probably so good at what they think is their sport at that time that they then go on to try and get into the big league, that when they don't make it, 
and a lot of kids are embarrassed to come back and play for their junior club yeah. uh, and give other people the benefit of their experience yeah. and an expertise in playing footy. The best of John Dorohy. We hope you enjoyed the full interview as episodes 415 and 416 in our library of legends where none of our interviews or episodes ever date. You can download the lot, rip in and get amongst the best rugby league talk there is. Make sure you come back soon, legends. Ultimatemotorsportprize.com.au Tickets are just $20.00. All proceeds go to charity and you could be going to Indy.